Thank you for listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please support the show by subscribing to and leaving a five-star rating for the show on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and any of your favorite podcast platforms. You can also support the show by going to our website, blackandgoldhockey.com, where there's always exciting articles by the BNG writing staff. While you're there, don't forget to click on the fanatics.com banner for a great sports fan shopping experience. Are you, are you done yet? We're going to start the show. Bobby Orr, behind the left of Sanderson, fans welcome back to the black and gold hockey podcast episode 149 we're recording on friday october 11 2019 that is my friend heather nice freaking abrupt uh, that's not even a word um nice entrance that's what i meant to say Ta-da. yeah um Quick podcast today, um, and it's on Friday, and we normally do these on the weekends or later in the week, but anyway, I want to get this done today because I'm traveling to Providence for the weekend, and I got a ton of stuff to do, so instead of waiting uh, till Monday to get this done and create more of a panic on uh, my return to the office and see what's going on in here while I'm gone, um, we might as well just take care of it now, so um, this is episode one. 49 brought to you by betonline.ag. Uh, go to betonline.ag. Use C- code CLNS50. And when you get a free account, get a nice 50% welcome bonus. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But uh, anyway, got some Bruins to- stuff to talk about. Um, we got two games. I know we, we talked about on the previous episode, we, we-, we discussed that we had three games that we're going to talk about mm-hmm. the Vegas game, the the Colorado game and the home opener on uh, on the twelfth uh, against New Jersey, but we're going to dial back a little bit and we're going to talk about uh, just the two games this week, and then what we'll do is next week we'll talk about the Jersey game. We'll add the Jersey game in, so because uh, I'm going to be away. Because so. you're ditching me to go to Providence, that's fine. That's I fine. am not ditching you. <laughs> I I literally, honest to God, like. When I got the notice that we're accepted to go and, and cover home games uh, at the Duncan Providence, I kind of went, okay, um, sent an email right back and said, is there any availability this weekend? And he's like, absolutely. So 
when he said absolutely, I already had the hotel books and everything. So, yeah, it was absolutely crazy. Well, you'll um, be down in your element down there. You yes. love the baby bees. So, so I'm, yeah, I'm wicked pumped. And, and obviously awesome opportunity, but if anything. I know you're not, I know you're not huge into the prospect area. I'm, we are gonna, I'm going to try to work you into that with conversations to get you up to speed. I know you're... Well, that's how I live anyways. I don't need to keep up on it because you will tell me if I ask for an update on what you say. Exactly. I try to be the, the encyclopedia of hockey even though you really shouldn't be listening to me. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but uh, no, no. I love they the... should be listening to me less than they're listening to you, but uh, they're no. listening to both of us equally, so let's get this up. I am a huge fan of the prospects, and i got to say this particular Providence Bruins team is very exciting to me, and I can't wait to see them live. I do stream, but you don't get that... That little feeling that, oh my God, that I felt that, you know? I know, I, I'm, I'm saying it jokingly, but I know you really do love going down to Providence. So I do, I'm a big I fan. I know you'll have a good weekend. I'm you just fan. have to promise me that you'll just relax. I know, I will. And have fun. You'll be I will. fun. No, to, I know, but Meaning, it's, it's, like, it's serious enough, but go with the flow, take I know. a breath. No cheering in the if box. If little things, right? No, no cheering, cheering in the box. box. If little things throw off, like, the day a little bit, yeah. it's all right. Say, it doesn't matter because I have press privileges for the Providence Bruins and yes. it's going to be okay. Don't today. blow it. That's the biggest thing is you don't won't. blow it. You won't. But anyway, let's uh, talk about not blowing. I don't think that anything is wrong with this Boston Bruins team right now. I think that they are 3-1 and one in the record books. Um, I had all my information, but I don't know. But anyway, um, they are 3-1. and one. I think it's a great start. I got all this paper in case you're looking okay. She's old school, brings out the paper. That's right, people. I like Xerox machines. But going back to um, Tuesday night, October 8th, the Bruins were at the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, it was a 4-3 regulation win. Um, not a great start to the, to the game. Uh, the Bruins quickly go down 2 to nothing. But the resilience of this team um, and probably stern conversation by Coach uh, Cassidy... I uh, got this team uh, rev back up and came back to score four more goals and uh, and win the game in regulation. Like I said, uh, David Pasternak gets his first of the season at eleven twenty one, assisted by Marchand and Bergeron. Um, in the same first period, Marchand gets his second goal, uh, second goal of the year at eighteen fifty eight, uh, assisted by Pasternak and Krug. The second period, Marshan gets his second of the game, third of the season, uh, 33 seconds into the period, so that was really fast, uh, assisted by Pasternak, who was the only helper. Uh, and fangirl moment coming up, the second, second period, uh, the final goal of the game came from Tori Krug, his first of the year, from Carlo and Corrali with the assists. Snobby and a fangirl thing. All that everyone's like, "Where's he been with?" It? Like, have you not seen him trying to help drive play? No, that's good. I mean, like what a shot. But one, what a that's shot. what I said. I was like, "There you go, people. One oh. goal, one assist. Good enough for you now." Um, the Marshawn, the second Marshawn's second goal was so beautiful. Like it was just that's like what Marshy does. Like he just he's a beautiful goal scorer when he's really absolutely. Done it. Yeah. That second one was like, whoo, yeah. Yeah, boys. The Vegas game, I think, was important because, like, Dallas, like we said, maybe wasn't playing the whole game up to their standard, you know? Right. Obviously, game one, no one's, like, you know, nothing on them. Vegas and, came uh, in unbeaten, too, right? Yeah, the yeah. Coyotes. I know. First of all, we're the first team Vegas has played since, like, April. That isn't the San Jose Sharks because yeah, <laughs> they played them, like, all preseason, and then they had their home and home, and it was like, what? What a rivalry. What's going on? Jesus. 
Yeah, well, the, no wonder why it's their Vegas's biggest rivalry. They've only been around two years, and the only people they play is the San Jose Sharks. Well, you damn people are already Just pissing saying. me off. <laughs> so uh, the beginning of that game was messy. I was like, oh, this is not going well. Uh, and, but um, they got it together. And then I think it was kind of like we had talked about before. Like, you know, they're pretty good, you know, playing the neutral zone again against another team that is very good at playing hockey. Uh, quick outs, quick ins, you know. No, a lot of a lot of impressive things to uh, to start the year. Things that there's still things that can be worked on, um, and definitely that scoring. I know that we're getting these wins, and the W's are important. Points are important, no matter what time of the year. But you still have to put the goals in in there. And with the um, the the impressive list on this roster of people that can put the puck in the net, I'm just surprised it's not happening more often. And it's kind, of, it's kind of getting me into the thinking mode of the past couple of years when um, concerning 5 on 5. I was going to say, I think they've looked better 5 on 5. It's not like obviously that's their best thing. But they also have only been mediocre on their power play, too, right. which is their bread and butter all day long. Um, although I do love that first unit. Like, it, and maybe it's just like, oh, like, oh, I'm like, because I'm always like, why don't you just well, put two defensemen on? Like, I'm just a. I like three forward, two. Like, for me, I would like Krug and McAvoy to always be on the first, but I like a Jake DeBrus, Tory Krug's doing all right out there. On, you know what I mean? The, um, the concern for me isn't, isn't just that. It's not the anyway, I understand what you're saying. No, I know you want more scoring five on five. We've had no, a lot no, of No, 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 no. I'm not even saying that. It's secondary scoring. It's like you can't, now we can't rely on the Marshan Bergeron Pasternak line. Now it's like, where's Jake? Where's. Krejci, um, where's everybody else? Um, I have to say, first of all, it took that top line, wasn't looking the first couple games. They weren't anywhere, really. It was our secondary. You know what I mean? Like, our first two goals of the year were scored by Heinen and Richie. Okay, remember that. <laughs> I think it's kind of too small of a sample size to get too much on that because everyone is kind of, you know, it is the first week still. No, it is. They're working out the benefit of Now, if this is the last week in October, that's a different conversation. I do have to say with Jake DeBrusque, can we? Just, we'll just talk about that now because I know one of the things you had mentioned, like Jake DeBrusque having a hard time getting the fuck in that. I will say on his account, though, he's had a lot of shots on goal. Last night he would have had a goal, but crazy. I mean, uh, Pasternak was like a quarter, half an inch or whatever over the line. Um, yeah. But I think he'll be all right. I, I don't think Jake DeBrusque is... Uh, not making the like he's trying to put the puck in the net. Do you know what I mean? Some and that it's not necessary. Like last night, I would give my star of the game to Grubauer because he was phenomenal last night. He kept Colorado in that game because it, otherwise we would have won that game, even mm -hmm. though we were a defensive hot mess last night. Uh, but overall, the team looks pretty good. But it's the first week, you know. I do think they look better, even though they haven't scored more five on five. And I am a little concerned about the amount of shots we're putting up to. Uh, percentage of point, I get that. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's still early too. Like we could also that can flip real easy. You know, you don't want to see that going through the whole month, but the first week. But um, I don't know. I think they looked all right except for last night. I think versus Colorado, it was. Well, I thought we were defensive kind of mess, a little bit. But overall, all right. Sorry. No, no, no problem. Um, I'm I'm thrown off. It's Friday. I'm a little confused. <laughs> what's going on? I'm it's distracted okay. by the highlights over here. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> To, to finish off that game on uh, October 8th versus the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, took a rest off 31-34 for the W. Moving on to Thursday, October 10th, Bruins at the Colorado Avalanche, which was actually last night. They lost 4-2 to in regulation. 
first period, the uh, the Bruins got um, on the board quickly. I mean, midway in the period with Pasternak uh, getting his second goal at the 7.58 mark from Marshan and Krejci. Uh, Krejci, uh, Heather, his assist is... Um, it's, is that a milestone? Oh, yeah, that's what, where, let me find the paper, because when I was looking over this today, yeah, so he had an assist, and he had only needed one more to reach 450 career assists, so according pretty... to the milestone stuff I was looking at over the summer, and so that means he must have got his 450th assist, but I, think so. I don't remember anybody making a deal about it. Congrats, <laughs> you know? Rach. Congratulations, if that's true. Well, I don't know if they do the 50s. No, it's only 450, but I just want us to recognize that, if that is indeed true. Well, at the black and gold, we do recognize that. Yes, that's um, a lot of assists. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, the setup guy, you're supposed to have that. Um, and uh, Zdeno Shower gets on the board uh, with his first at 1534 from Pasternak and Bergeron. Uh, so Halak was uh, in that and took the loss, stopping 32 of 35. Um yeah, this I I got to be honest with you folks. Um, I'm on the East Coast and and I get up very early to go to work, so these games are tough to watch. It's uh, basically relied on replays and so on. So um, I didn't get to see a ton of it live, but it is what it is. We are coming home on the West Coast starting tomorrow night uh, on the West Coast. Yeah, we're coming home on the East Coast starting tomorrow night against the New Jersey Devils. So. Things are going to start to get back into into shape here. Thoughts on thoughts on the uh, the Thursday? I game. told you, I thought we looked defensive, <laughs> and not defense looked messy. We just looked defensively messy. Yeah. all over the ice. I agree. There were some really great things because that Colorado could have blown that game out too. So, can, they, they Yarrow kind of, you know what I mean? He, I mean, he gave up four goals, but he also kept them from that being a Total blow because really it wasn't until the third period that anything was decided. We were two two going into the third, right? Right. So uh, I do think though there was a lot of that kind of sloppy things we were talking about in the middle. You know what I mean? Defense just kind of being out of position. So yay on Yarrow for not totally losing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, you're gonna be on top of your game with the lineup like like the Abs. I mean McKinnon. Um, it could have been a lot worse. Landis I mean, they Cog, easily could put nine goals up against you oh, if you easily. let them think. Yeah, uh, but like Ranton I said, I, I think the star of the game was their goaltender last night. Rubel, he, yeah. We definitely peppered him with enough shots that we should have won that game. That being said, we had two goals called back. Yeah. And uh, yeah, rightfully was, so. Which, no, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like, it, fair is fair. Like, whatever. Although I, I do, oh, because I was listening to the game on the radio. The third period, I was outside smoking about listening to the game. And uh, Bob Beers, who's one of our radio announcer guys, he when they pulled when they pulled back um, DeBrusque's goal, which was a nice goal. I wish they wouldn't have to do that, but Pasta was over the line. Fair enough. Uh, right to challenge. I, I do have to say, props to Colorado's coach for using challenges in the correct way and not, you know, because it is a new system, right? You now you can get seriously penalized for, yeah. you know, just always complaining or whatever. Way to go, um, Jared Bednar. Yeah, right. Good, yeah, good on iPad person that's reviewing everything. <laughs> uh, but Beersy brought up a good idea. Like, he was saying that, well, he it was an idea. He said it's a rule that he'd like to be changed. Like, he doesn't think that the puck should have to be over completely either way. So, like, last night... So, like, it's just, it just breaks the red. Right. So, that, you like... see a little bit of right, white. because they are professional, and the game goes fast. And, like he said, you're trying to generate more goals. And, like, in that case, the puck was three-fourths the way over the line, yeah. 
in Pasternak was a quarter inch over the line. So the puck was actually in the zone farther and further, you know, like in a distinctive play like that, which I do also think is, it's kind of like they let them change on the fly. Like what, it, you know, I, I mean, I don't know about that, but that that is a kind of interesting thing to look at. Like, cause you know, we always talk about they change the rules, but the rules are always just to fix shit that they didn't do right in the first place. It's never like logical things. That's actually something interesting to look at. Like, we should there's look a in lot that. of gunners in this league. Like, I know a while ago, the NHL mentioned something about the microchip. I know I talked about it on the pod. I don't know how long ago it was. I'll bring it up again. The NHL has done testing with microchip in the puck. Um, they, it's a little expensive, so they're worried about, you know, the lost pucks and, and retrieval, you know, because mm-hmm. you're obviously going to, if you lose a puck, somebody's got to go get it. And you're going to have to pay for that. Regardless, whether somebody on the clock does it or you, or the microchip is gone, you're going to pay one way or another. But the thing is, it was that whole technology the NHL brought to all the owners at a board of governors meeting, and the NHL said, this is the next, this is the future, and what do you guys think? And everybody loved it, but nobody liked it when the NHL said, well, if you want this, you all have to pay for it. And it's millions and millions of dollars worth of technology. Mm-hmm. But they're making the arena owners take care of that yeah so that that obviously that you know shot down and so on yeah but i mean there has been r&d stuff on to get this right so um but it's just it's a it's a it's either the nhl takes the whole ball and runs with it because they're the ones that govern the freaking whole rules it's like well if you're if you're doing that part then you should take on all the all the responsibilities of supplying all of that technology to the arenas and have them install it. No, I agree with you. If you want to upgrade your system, then you should be taking care yeah. of the upgrade for the. And you could probably get the tech company to sponsor that, and the NHL wouldn't have to pay a dime yeah. and actually make so money stupid. off it because then they'll run ads for their. So many times. I mean, I, I don't know yeah. how many times I've seen so many pucks cross the net, and it's like. You and I know that's in, and all of a sudden they wave it off. It's like there's been a few this last week where it's like hit crossbars weird and stuff, and yeah, it's hard to tell. You would no matter what review that you're looking at, but there might be a chance that they went. In. I'll, I, although I'm not complaining, I think that those two challenges and the callbacks were good on the goals. I'm not saying like, oh, we lost the game because of that. Right, that's good attentiveness on Colorado's bench and referees showing that they can do something. Just unfortunate. Uh, it is unfortunate though because. I wanted to win. I wanted to be four and zero, but I guess yeah. I'll be three and one, and I'll have to. We'll just have it. to go eighty one and one. I know. Watch, <laughs> watch out! Tampa Bay's record is just about to get shattered. <laughs> but, but before going eighty one and one, you can also place a bet on that with uh, BetOnline.ag, our show sponsor. And before we go into the next week's games, with a little bit of discussion about that, you can place a bet on some of these games that are coming up in the upcoming week. So, the Boston Bruins regular season is finally here with two. Uh, four games already in the book, so placing a wager on any sport has never been more exciting than with the great folks at BetOnline.ag. Did you know placing a hockey bet is not limited to the 31 teams in the NHL? At BetOnline.ag, you can place bets on teams in 11 leagues in Europe and even the American Hockey League. You can bet on the Providence Bruins, Rochester Americans, Bridgeport Sound Tigers, anything. Anything in the Probably AHL, you could do it. Exactly. And guess what? Because you're a loyal listener to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast and CLNS Media content, we're giving you a 50% bonus onto your sports betting bankroll when you go to betonline.ag and use code CLNS50 
This added bonus is only for your first ever deposit, and the best part is the bonus is added onto your balance within seconds. Again, support the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast by going to batonline.ag. Use code CLNS50. Please remember a minimum deposit of $55 is required to qualify for the bonus. Please see BetOnline's general rules for additional terms and conditions regarding bonuses. Don't sit on the sidelines during your favorite sports season. Get in all the action with BetOnline.ag, your online sports wagering experts. We are back. All right. So, three games for the upcoming week. So, I'm guessing that if, if everything goes right, we will probably end up doing a show on the 20th, if possible. We yes. will discuss... But late in the afternoon that Yes, day. <laughs> we will do that late in the afternoon. So, um, yeah, so we'll talk about the Anaheim game that is coming up on Monday afternoon. It is an American holiday. Uh, I don't know. How Columbus Day. Columbus Day. Indigenous Day. Right. Native Amer- the it's also. State. It's Columbus Day nationally, but every state. And for our Canadian listeners, uh, happy, happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Week- happy Thanksgiving weekend. So, um, yeah, please enjoy and be safe with your families. But also... At 1 o'clock, you get to see a pretty decent um, a Boston Bruins game uh, at TD Garden uh, for the uh, game two. Shit, I forgot to do the... Um... Well, we previewed Jersey last yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, So right, we played... Right. Jersey's our home opener, Saturday, yes. yeah, very 7 exciting. p.m., Woo! the 12th. Yeah, better be loud, Garden fans, because I'm still mad at you about Game Seven's quietness. So, um, the... Anaheim Ducks come to the TD Garden on Monday afternoon, and they are a, a, a very good team. And I didn't, I didn't think they would be good at all. Playing well so far, it is early. Um, and then they have two days off, and then they play the Tampa Bay Lightning, which is uh, they're not playing very well. I'm saying not seeming so, so scary. Exactly, you know? <laughs> exactly. I, I actually, you know, when we did our, I think our season previews, I had. Um, Anaheim very low and, and, and Tampa Bay very high, but this is good to see. And then to end the week on Saturday the 19th, uh, they play the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, so a big division game right there. Um, definitely looking forward to that because, uh, yeah, we, we don't like the Leafs. So, and we're playing at Toronto. So and it's at game, Toronto, three yeah. Three games at home, and then we go to Toronto before we come back home for a little bit. Exactly. So... Um, it's going to be a, a tough week, regardless. I, I like the two day two day break in between the Anaheim and and um, the Tampa Bay game, and uh, yeah. So hopefully, keep I like this that thing going. Anaheim is playing in Boston and we aren't playing in Anaheim. They could have very well made us do that on Saturday. Exactly. And then play but Jersey then, on but you Monday. know what? It would have been a seven o'clock game. Yeah. <laughs> It would have been still true. really good. That's a good actually. That's <laughs> if a you good reverse point, it, yeah. Wow, I got uh, one on you. I know. I didn't really think. I'm of doing it. a happy dance. Woo! <laughs> I feel like we're sh- like all over the place today. Okay, focus. Oh, because we're so trying Anaheim, to. I like I said, they're not as bad as the Kings. They're mediocre. They have a good goaltender, but they are playing a lot better than I thought they would be this early in the season. I thought they'd be more like you know November. They'd start kind of evening out because the West Western Conference is kind of a weird place. Uh, but yay, Tampa Bay, again, yeah. shiny Maserati, where's your transmission? That's right. There you go, and hopefully that's what Toronto looks like. They've been, like, pretty much what you'd expect from Toronto. Right. Yeah, so Dang. it's going to be... Also, I just like beating Toronto, so that would be great. Oh, big fan, too, especially in the playoffs first round. <laughs> um, so an exciting week coming up, lots of good action, so hopefully they keep this going. They are playing good, but we do have some topics that we want to uh, touch on, um, not generated from any articles or anything like that this week, but 
Um, just some kind of, uh, you know, fast ideas that we put together via text message. Uh, we did the agenda, so I yeah. do... Ah, oh, Mark's going to Providence. <laughs> yeah, the, the Mark's rushing and getting discouraged, so we got to act on a dime here, so... All right, breathe in. What do we got? All right, so first of all, I want to talk about is the Krejci injury concern, and that's for me is... Um, one thing I do understand is a 90, an 85, 90, or 95% player is better than probably somebody in the lower ranks of your organization. I get that. But if you're not 100% and it's this damn early, mm. why is he playing? He does not look very comfortable out there. He does not look engaged. Um, and I heard on other podcasts, uh, I think it was EEI with Matt Kalman and, and Ken Leard, on the skate pod, I think that they were saying that David Krejci in the playoffs, he was a badass. I mean, he was like literally hitting people, getting in, you know. But with this little tense injury, it seems to hold him back from certain situations. And unfortunately, he really doesn't look good out there. And I'm saying that if he's injured, then he should be resting and not playing. I agree with that, but do you think that maybe it's sometimes when players get injured, especially like Krejci, when he gets injured, it's never like a couple-day thing. Like He's had a long, a few injuries that's kept him out a while. That sometimes players, and well, you saw this when Charlie McAvoy came back from his injury, kind of like, not that they're scared, but they're just protecting themselves a little bit. Right. They're not quite, right. you know, I mean, during the playoffs, I mean, David Krejci, he's our playoff I mean, every playoffs, he launches, no matter what anybody else yep. is doing. If he's on the ice, he does his thing, but... I actually was trying to figure out, I, I think it might be a little combination of both. Like it's maybe the injury's nagging him a little bit, but because he didn't get any of that preseason in, that he's just kind of trying to work it out, but not go, not that he's not playing hard. I mean, he's certainly, you know, to the best of his ability. I know what you mean, though, but he, exactly. maybe he's a little reserved to kind of like, if I can dump it to, you know, Jake or whatever and let them do the work work part, you know what I mean? Yep. And, uh, but I agree with you. If he's actually injured, it would be weird to me why we would be playing him, not resting him more. Like, to, he's played all three of the games he's been back. He's yes. only missed the first game. Yeah. So. And, I, and I give him a ton of credit for the, you know, last night, getting to the net mm -hmm. um, and, and kind of created chaos. But he created too much chaos that the goal was disallowed. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's all. And I'm not knocking him for that particular play. My thing is, is like, this is the opportunity. I'm sorry, this is the time for opportunities to happen. And if you needed to mismatch your lineup, this is a good period to do it. It's not in March when you're like fighting, you know, fighting for a playoff spot or already in and preparing yourself. This is like the early days of the regular season. And I think that this would be a good opportunity to like, if you're not fully healthy, you plug a Charlie Coyle up there and you shift everybody up, bring a kid from Providence who's playing well, Anders Bjork, um, you know, air quotes. Don't yeah. I love that. I yeah, just, you know, I, I mean, mean I there's, there's so many options to keep a David Krejci healthy and, you know, so on. So, and we're probably, I'm probably going a little too far on the thought of this, but it just, he just doesn't look right. And I don't know. Well, on one hand, I, I wouldn't think that Cassidy and the trainer or whoever would make the decision to put him in a situation where like he really shouldn't be playing. It's not like it's the playoffs or late right. in the season where they kind of maybe might let players what like I mean Sedano Chara wire my face together. I have to get back out there kind of thing, right? <laughs> uh, it's probably a little bit of just it's nagging him and he's 
trying to find his groove where he did miss all of preseason. He didn't play a single preseason game. I mean, well, he got injured during that, but that was, like, early. first game. Right, but that was, like, when we were still on, like, kind of sort of actual rosters, you know, Mm -hmm. when, like, anybody could be on your slot, all 105 people you have signed somewhere in your organization. So um, that could just be maybe, especially, I mean, we played, not the our first two games, but Vegas and Colorado are, I mean, they they're cup contender two type teams sure. and uh, maybe he they maybe not saying he hasn't been told to not push himself but you know if he can let the young kids around him do a little more of the work that he generally do we'll see what it's like come this next week right we'll see what goes on like Saturday they have you know the night the day off and get through and then they have those couple days next week you know like we were saying with Patrice Bergeron like the the minutes played doesn't necessarily mean anything it could just be it's early in the season why make like you said why right. make someone play that much what is Krejci's do you know what Krejci's minutes have been like I haven't I haven't even looked at that no I was just wondering I know you sometimes have random things like that right? yeah but I didn't have time no, to play you know I, I mean, last minute guy I agree that it's a little concerning but I also think it could be still kicking off the rust that makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, speaking of rust, great segue right there. Um, Jake DeBrusque is a little bit snake bitten offensively. Um, and when you talk about the secondary scoring that this team desperately needs and not riding that first line of uh, Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak, this is um, a little uh, concerning for me. I, I mean, and he had the goal taken back last night. You know, I get that and so on. But I know he's, he's he's still working hard and so on. But I just, for me, I want to see Jake do well. I, because it's a contract year. And I I really want to see a breakout year for him. I want him to show that he's going to prove that dollar value he's going to get next season, regardless if he takes the hometown discount like everybody else seems to be doing in Boston lately. And, and, and Sweeney's Sweeney's. Um, but, you know, I, I got to Jake, for me, on that line, he's, that is my secondary scoring guy that needs to pick it up. A couple thoughts on this. Go One, ahead. I think that he's a young kid in a contract year in a town with a lot of big-name people who have been taking, you know, he's caught it. Like, you got to show your worth. And sometimes that freaks people out when it's... It's the same reason when you sign your big contract, sometimes they're a little freaked out once they have the contract because they're like, oh my God, now I'm worth nine point whatever million. Um, I don't think Jake DeBrusque is any more rusty than some other people on that team I would have heard more from. Like Sean Corrali, I think, is playing well, you know what I mean? But I, I feel like we're used to seeing more from him from at least like, you know, even the sis or whatever, getting the play going, you know. Uh, there's a few of them. I think... Jake, though, this is kind of typical Jake DeBrus, though, right? Because he's, all forwards are streaky, but he is very streaky. Like, he'll go 25 games where you're like, wow, look at this kid, woo! And then you're like, two weeks of, where the frig is Jake DeBrus? You see him there, Krejci's looking over at him. All right, so speaking of Krejci, yeah. back to Krejci again. Is Jake DeBrus suffering from... Playing with a guy like Krejci and in no. his injury. No, because Krejci isn't that injured. Okay. If he was that injured, they would not have him on the ice over the first four games of the season. Like, if he was that hurt that he really shouldn't be on the ice, they would have never put him back in. They would have saved him to start in Jersey in the first place. Do you know what I mean? That's just my thought on that. No, I think that this line generally had, the second line has had this issue, right? I mean, you can't, obviously your line suffers when one of you is off, right? Like, 
we've seen that top line, right? You get one of those three top line players off and sometimes that line doesn't do anything at all. You know what I mean? I don't think that one's necessarily affecting the other though. I think Krejci's gonna be all right because he's a veteran. He hasn't looked horrible. He doesn't look like himself though. Remember we talked about this. We can't compare to what we expect. Like, he can't be David Krejci from May because he got an injury and they had a short off season and whatever. Right. At the same time, I have to trust that it's not 1985 and the trainers wouldn't, yeah. and the doctors wouldn't clear him to that kind of level. You know what I mean? Right. I think, though, the last two games especially, we were playing more formidable opponents where he could have kept, just like he did with Bergeron, like lower the minutes a little bit. It's a little harder to do that in the Vegas and the Colorado game than, say, the uh, Arizona game. You know what I mean? For I got that. You. Uh, and also, though, like we talked about Bergeron, maybe that second game he went down on minutes because that first game it was like, okay, well, maybe 19's a little too high right now. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, yeah. need a day. Same thing could be going on with Krejci, too, him trying to figure out what level he is comfort at. But I think Jake's issues are Jake's issues and David's issues are, and their overall arching issue is, they're not, we shouldn't even call that a second line. We should call it a second two, <laughs> a second pairing, a second forward pairing. <laughs> Um, no, but I don't think one's affecting the other. And I think they're both going to be fine. Because once Jake DeBrus does get... Like, I'm sure it wasn't good when it got pulled back. That probably was like, the, oh, oh like yeah. that was the thing. But hey, you just see it on his face. He's still a young kid. You know what I mean? Like, no, I know. I know. So I, just, I, don't want, I want him to get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, oh, no, I hear you. I love Jake DeBrus. You, you know that. Like I said, you called that all the way. I've been watching him, and he's doing, you know... But I think it's such a small... I hate this. I Honestly, I want to retire sample size. I can't. It's oh. not just you. It's everybody says it. Someone said it like 14 times. Not And it wasn't you. Uh, something I was listening to the other day. I'm like, ah, it's the new Juicy Rebound. <laughs> um, but it in this case, it actually is a small sample size. It's only four games out of 82. So right. Right. I think, I think everything's going to be all right. Well, of course, I'm only optimistic in sports. So there you <laughs> well, go. Well, this is probably not going to segue into very good... Talks anyway, but Brandon Carlo, he's he's very slow start. Seems very um, lost. Uh, deer in headlights at moments. Um, is this the effects of not being with the club and practicing? Um, well, I'm sure he's practicing, but being around the team during the preseason. I maybe a little bit. I think a little bit because I think like Char is playing better than McAvoy. You know what I mean? So yeah. it could be a little bit. As, and we talked about that too, especially because they are so young. Like right. just the right. And if you're Char, you want to play for your last year, right? Hopefully. And I mean, and you know, Chara's, I think we will. All the people we were worried about looking like Bacchus and Char, like they look just fine out there. Like they're not the nope. ones I'm necessary. At least for what I'm expecting, they're definitely playing more like the players I expect them to be at their mm -hmm. point in their career. You know. Um, I'd be more concerned, like, I'm more concerned about the Jake DeBrus thing, if you're asking me to apples to oranges, but I, I do agree with you. I feel like the first game out, right, like, like, cause him and Krug are usually paired together. They looked like Carlo and Krug doing their thing and like, they had a pretty good, it, the first game was pretty good groove for everyone. We talked about it. Everyone just seemed like they were pretty comfortable. Everyone, even the new kids that were in there, they worked it pretty hard you know, fit right in, you know, the way Boston sometimes does, like, you're either a member in or you're out, you know, right. you can always tell the odd men out, they go away. Oh my God, I, speaking of that, dude, I saw a review, uh, what is it called, like a video review of something, and it was like, who is that guy you like, Vedrano, whatever his name is, and I was like, because there he was, Vetrano. and I was like, oh, he's still here haunting my nightmares, him and 
that that was like three days after freaking I heard Jimmy Hayes on Spitting Chicklets. So I was like, is this the week of just talk to everybody and get doesn't want to That was a great it? episode, by the way. Uh, no, it really was. And I'm like, don't make, I'm not, I'm still not going to like Jimmy VC. I mean, I like you as a human, you know what I mean? I don't know you as a person. I'm not Vs or Hayes? Both of them. Okay. I hate them both. Yeah, because they're family. Yeah, well. I just mean as play, like just they. I'm sure they're solid dudes in the in the world. <laughs> like you know what I mean. I don't know them personally. I would never judge that. It's like, but um, I think that Carlo is gonna be all right too. I have to hold that. But I do more than DeBrusque or Krejci. I think you can see Carlo struggling to find his groove. And I don't know if that's off training I, I, or what it is. I don't know if it's general disappointment because he didn't get all the money that he thought he was going to get. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. It is it, like we, we're going to say this a lot. It's early, so mm-hmm. there's rust to be shaking off, especially when you're not with the team in the full training camp because you're doing the contract negotiation stuff. And I get all that. So, and actually, unbelievable watching the freaking mm-hmm. highlights from the uh, last night's game. But anyway. I don't want to watch these highlights. I've already <laughs> watched them. Um, no, I know. Who did he play? Who did he play with? He wasn't even paired with Krug most of the night last night, too. I don't that was my thing that worries me is that we, um, he wasn't looking right, whoever he's with, and that you know. But that could just be a mental thing. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's going on because they the first three games were looking all right. Last night was not looking all right. You know. Right. Last night was like everyone's starting to collapse a little bit, and I don't. I don't like that. But yeah. I'm sure they'll be good. You're like the new king of the segways. Um, Tukarask looked like he passed out a little bit at the end of the game, a little dehydrated, um, cramping, but I want to say it was, <laughs> that, that was a bit of a concern because I, he kind of collapsed a little bit and then he was helped off the ice. Um, so I'm, of course, most intelligent Bruins folks were, were worried while the other haters were all pissing and moaning about how he can't, you know, play a complete game. And, oh, God, they came out early on the Vegas game when they went down 2 to nothing, And I was like, oh, my God, here we go. Let's trade everybody. Trade Rask. It's like those folks, they... they, they the thing is, you can't trade everybody just whenever you're mad at them for a game. Like, I know. You're right. We could trade Tuga Rask. But the and best... we could be the new Ottawa Senators. No, I'm just kidding. We'd never be the new Ottawa Senators. <laughs> no, because you'll never Shocker, get... they're number 31 you'll in You'll never the get league. an Uber driver out of uh. that. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's like, this, those are moments I absolutely yeah. love. Because I, I like Rask. I think he's a good goaltender. Mm. He's one of the league's best. Uh, is he elite? That's for me. I'm not going to get in that argument anymore. But, you know, I, the moments like that for the haters... And then the moment when the Bruins tied it up and came back and win it, scored four goals to win it. Suddenly, two smile, the Hall of Fame. The goal. smile on my face, and I just like thinking of all those haters as I'm smiling. I'm like, that's why you have to be patient. Just be, just be cool, and just watch it unveil. If it, if it's a terrible loss, then get after them at the at the end of the game, at the end of the 60 minute mark. Have at it, but give the freaking dude a chance. I'm so sick of it, but well, I just. I just don't know why it has to be like that. Although, I was listening to the Hater Station, just because it was on or whatever, and uh, it threw me off. I went to put the radio on, and the Pats were on one channel. I'm like, why are you on this channel? This is my channel. And I was like, oh, God, what's the other channel? Anyways. Hatreds. Um, 
I know, what's the timing of that? Why do people, these national people need to look at the schedules and stop coordinating all the sports teams to be playing at the same time. Um, what the heck was I saying? What were we saying? Oh, Tuca. Someone did say something though, like, with the dehydration thing, and then, like, people were talking, like, how hot it is in Vegas, and, it, like, they brought up a good point. But they're not playing in the desert. They're right. playing in the ice rink. Right. Um, and it's strange because goaltenders apparently drink a lot more liquid now because they work, like, a thousand times. You know what I mean? Just their pads, their, the fast, the it quickness, whatever. Happens. But um, I'm glad that he was dehydrated and it wasn't a pulled muscle because that That's is... That's what I thought, too. You, I mean, yes, goaltenders play with the pulled muscle, but can't help that. Um, yeah. Want to take a break for a second? No, no we got to okay, get this done. I didn't know done. what you were doing. Um, so we're, we're just going to end it with the, the, uh, one last topic. Um, and the, the TD Garden seat saga continues. Now, there was a lot of people that were complaining about the seats because of the room that they were seeing. And obviously that was in preseason. So everybody's going to probably, you're probably going to hear a lot of complaining on Saturday night, uh, regardless of the Bruins win or lose, probably more if they lose, but, uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. So the, the TD Garden came out on record and said, you know, kind of uh, air quotes, it is what it is, you're going to have to get used to it, kind of, you know. It, they didn't say it exactly like that, I'm kind of paraphrasing. Yeah. Well, they're not going to tear out the seats and redo it because the fans are right. complaining. Right, you know? but, so that got them more furiated and saying, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, then they came back with another uh, public statement and said we understand the fan, uh, the you know the, the concern that the fans have and so on, and we're addressing it. So, my guess is that this really pushed them into a corner because y you basically put the fans. Not even well, you, you weren't even thinking about them. You were thinking about the almighty dollar and how many more seats you can fit in that arena, but you weren't thinking about those people. And I think they understood that. So now what they're going to have to do is, yes, you're going to have to get used to this for the rest of the season, but I can almost guarantee that they, they might address this uh, during the off season. Well, you're going to have two fan bases plus anybody who goes to a concert or anything else at the Garden complaining yep. about it. So by April, I'm sure it should be super loud. Oh, I have yeah. not obviously been there and sat in them but this is a bigger beat like after i know you were hearing things and you kept telling me i'm like the freaking seats what is everyone up in arms about the seats but it is like everywhere like now it's snowballing into full-blown outrage in the community of boston yep. like this it, it part of the problem is that i'm sure the architect or whoever was redesigning it said this will be a brilliant idea right and instead of doing, like you said, I know this because I watched a whole school get built this way, <laughs> where they ask you for your input and then nobody listens to your input yes. and then they do it the way they want, yes. only to have it's people not your like, idea, this it's not is a good idea. the most impractical, some of these things are the most impractical. Like, um, so I agree with you, maybe first they should have done a mock-up, like they said, this is what we want to do. They're like, great, let's see what that feels yeah. like in a thing. But they didn't do that, so now... On one level, yeah, everyone does have to suck it up just for the seat. Or everyone refused to buy tickets. I mean, those are the only two options. Yeah, or don't sit anywhere near where your legs might get squished. Just, just amazes only me sell out the balcony. It amazes me that in the planning stages of this, I mean, this is, I mean, you know, you're going to have to get firms in there that 
they got to do the work, they got to do all the structure of drawings, and blah, 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 get everything ready. That takes a while. So they, you know, it wasn't just like at the end of the last season, like they said, all right, here's the money, here's the plans, go. It's, it's a planned process. This has got to be at least two years in the making. Yeah, it's probably happened at five other stadiums but and how the fans come, all complained for the first yeah. year and then nothing was done about so, it. Right, how come in that it. planning process the fans weren't involved in your R&D? Because we don't give them any money. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, no one's paying $700 to sit in their little seat yeah, no. to be on their phone in <laughs> uh, their Hartford Whalers jersey. <laughs> Sorry. Know, that's terrible. Uh, um, they, can we... we What's up? No, go. No. What are we doing? I don't know what we're doing. I was going to say, can well, we just, go through you the... said something and I was... No, no, no. I was going to say, where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going with the seat thing? Besides, it is now snowballing into friggin' address. Well, it's like, going to be... Everyone's it's got to be doing... It's got to be... Something's got to be done. Yeah. I mean, they... they if, if... Fans are literally uh, saying that they will pull out of this, that buying the season tickets, that's that's a threat that these people do not want to well, mess see, with. Well, see, they'll listen to those fans because they can buy season tickets. Yeah, we but can't. it shouldn't have gotten to a point that you had to, like, the, the fans have to threaten anything. It's... Yeah, but they don't... It could this, have been done but better. But the whole thing is that you always... This is one of those things you talk about, though. Like, hockey's a business. This is one of those not-the-fans-have-nothing-to-do-with-it-they-don't-really-care things. Like, right. do you know what I mean? Just, like, when they put really stupid, like, halftime things at, like, outdoor games that nobody likes. Like, you pull someone no one's ever heard of instead of, say, someone everybody's heard of, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know... Whatever the dropkick Murphy's to do a winter classic game, you're like, oh, who's this person? Or I never understood it, things like that, or even like the national games. I don't need other people singing the national anthem. Yeah, Why don't you just true. have the people who sing it every other game in that arena sing it? You know what I mean? If you're Good playing point. US versus Canada, you bring whatever, both of them down and let them sing it. I don't, I like get that Montreal game. Why don't you just bring Renee and Montreal's equivalent and put right. it all together? Um, but again, they're, they're not, just like when they redesign. Um, no one asked me to when they put out that hideous yellow bear fucking jersey in the late nineties oh, as a third jersey. I hated that. The hate, first third jersey. I hate the Pooh Bear. It was disgusting. No one consulted me. I want to set it on fire every time I see it because some people still will wear it. But you know, that's every just time I steps. see that, Pooh or like bear. airline, no one asked airline passengers when they could start charging me a hundred dollars for every extra pound that I put on my suitcase. But every time I see that Pooh Bear jersey, I think <laughs> of so the fucking. The, the guy, the, the bus driver on the movie Slop Shot, when he's beating the crap out of the side of the, the bus, and Braden's like, hey, hey, what are you doing? I'm making it look mean. You know, it's like, come on. Well, and like, it's just hideous. Get some teeth in those. All right, we, we are getting way out of whack okay, here. Okay, I'm going to do these, though, real quick, so we don't get All right, that thing. Well, All right, just <laughs> Okay. Ready? We're gonna, I'm going to finish up those milestones because we already missed David Grigis because I was unprepared for one of them. All right? So, it's highlighted. Calm down. I talk fast. No, I know. Right. I know. i got to get going. I know. Well, fine. Bye. <laughs> no, I'm not leaving. I'll get to there. All right. So, we had started talking about milestones. So, we realized that David Krejci has already got his 450th assist the other day. So, yay. We recognize that. He only has 47 more games and he'll reach the 900 game mark. And he only needs 56 points now to make the 700-point mark. So he should easily be able to do that. He's usually healthy, yeah? Yeah. All right, Brad Marchand apparently is going into all sorts of clubs this year. I don't know what's going on with him. <laughs> so he needs 30, 35 more goals this season to reach a 300-goal milestone. He need only be the seventh player in Bruins history to score all 300 with the club, which is 
kind of interesting. And he needs uh, one more assist now, and he'll join the 300 assist club. So first week out, we're already breaking records, right? Uh, David Pasternak, he's about to join the 300 club. He needs 11 more points, and he needs 76 more games. Really? To join the 400 game club. I know. How can... I was like, Pasta already's at 400 games as a bro. Like, wow. that's crazy. Uh, and that one he might not get because he always gets hurt at some point in the season, but we'll see. All right. Tori Krug is, needs 58 more points to be the fifth highest scoring defenseman. What else? Yeah, he needs 34 more games to hit his 500 career game mark. Yeah, he's been around longer than it yeah. feels like he's been around because yeah. he's young and there. Yeah. And he needs 10 more points to hit 300 career points. Tuca needs three more games to reach his 500 game mark. Nice. Which he'd have, but obviously the boys have been splitting it. He also needs five more shutouts to have 50 in his career. Sweet. Yaroslav Halak only needs nine more games to reach his 500 career game. So both goalies might are going to definitely reach that. And he only needs two more shout-outs to reach 50. So good on mm. our goalies. They should both rate that. Jake DeBrus needs 15 more points to reach 100 career points. Wake up, Jake. Come on, Jake. You could do this by Let's Thanksgiving. Go. Let's go, boy. Can do on it. I think that's all I had on that. I just wanted to say that because if not, we'll never get back to it. <laughs> so all right. how am I supposed to watch and see what's going on? All right. Before we go, though, can I just say... Absolutely. Um, the floor I, is yours. Uh, this week, um, uh, my uncle David lost his best friend, De Dennis Miller, suddenly. Uh, they have been best friends for 50 years now, at least, probably more than that. Uh, they went to the United States Marine Corps together. Uh, they graduated Angel High School together, played football there together. Uh, I danced with and taught his daughters, uh, Lindsay and Sarah, growing up, uh, there. His wife, Robin, is a fellow Bills fan, and uh, Jesus, I just wanted to send my love out. Well, her family's from out there, so. Okay. Uh, but I just wanted to send my uh, love out because Uncle Dennis, I've known him my whole life, and he was a really awesome guy, and uh, any of you who are local around here probably seen him walking all around up and down Whitehall Road. He'd always go on his walks every day, always keep in shape, and uh, just a sad time for them and their family, and my uncle and everybody who knew and loved Dennis. So uh, thank you for your service. Thank you for being an awesome adopted uncle and uh, all our love from the Jamvia clan. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to the Miller family and um, thoughts, continue thoughts with them um, on this difficult time. So, Way to uh, depress everyone at the end, but I just would be remiss if I didn't mention it. No, absolutely. absolutely. No, that's, you know, servicemen and so on. We respect those people and we respect family and friends. So, um, yeah. So, on, on slightly happier note, the Patreon.com uh, winner this week is my Faja. My dad won. Yay! I'm pretty pumped. So, my dad, Mr. Allred. Mr. Allred, senior. that's what I call him. I know, right? It's so weird that I'm calling my dad. Like It's like almost like he's teaching me again in, in, uh, in did you call grade. him? Did you call him Mr. Allred? I think I called him dad. But when I was really mad at him, I think I went to Mr. Allred. Because you know how the role, I, I did the role reversal, because like, almost like it. You know, when you get the middle name yeah. and the last name, you know you're in trouble. So I kind of threw that in, you know. Well, I also had your father in eighth grade for social studies, <laughs> and I'm sure that went over real well. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> All I think is your dad hucking the thing, the yeah. stupid loud, like, you know, Mark, come to the office. <laughs> you have their schedules. You know, back when every classroom didn't have a phone in it that you called the classroom. Right. 
All right. But anyway, All right, Mr. Anyway, All right. Woo. If you'd like to join my father in winning awesome t-shirts and, and Bruins gear from Fanatics, our, uh, uh, one of our partners, uh, please go to patreon.com slash black and gold hockey podcast, donate a dollar per episode, and get involved in these uh, um, member giveaways, uh, Patreon member giveaways that we do. Uh, we've given away, I don't know how many, this since the beginning of September, so I think we're going on six weeks. So we've given away six shirts. There's six great members that really help us um, uh, cut the operating costs of what we do here and on the website. So truly, truly appreciate that. So and jump on board if you'd like to help. We, we certainly appreciate it. And, and by doing that, you get involved in the member uh, giveaways. So... Um, if you can't join Patreon, you know what you can do. Rate and review, baby. Yeah, please go to rate and review on all the platforms that you currently use. We are on all of them. If we're not, please reach out and I'll try to see what I'll see what I can do to get you on that. Uh, the reviews mean a lot to us and it's, uh, it's for easy access for other people to find our show and others. So uh, we certainly would appreciate that. And also... Um, we do something financially. I know the holidays are coming up, so I know that a lot of these uh, the people that are listening right now are sports nuts, probably Boston Bruins fanatics. Speaking of fanatics, if, if during the time of the holidays and your holiday shopping, go to the blackandgoldhockey.com website and use the fanatics banner on the right-hand side of the screen. Click on that and do all your shopping from the NHL, NFL, Major League Baseball, and so on. Um, we would certainly appreciate that. We get the commission on all the sales, so that's another way of uh, getting some money back and helping out. So certainly appreciate that. Uh, and if you can't do anything financially, please just um, share on Facebook. Share the show on Facebook and uh, retweet. We would certainly appreciate that, too. Make and, 15 people you know. Give us yeah, a five-star review. Know, it's we appreciate any little <laughs> act of kindness that we can get. And, and, and this is why we do, we do this, because we do love it. And, uh, you know, it's fun. All right, guy, you got to get ready to go right, to I gotta get out. Of, I, I got to get Providence bound, so I got a lot of packing to do and, and schedules to look at. So um, thank you again, everybody, for listening. We, I really appreciate that. Heather, again, thank you so much for joining me. This has been a wonderful ride from the, the, the whole summer into the, the new 2019-20 Boston Bruins campaigns, and we're going to be doing this a lot more often, and I'm looking forward to it. Yep. So thank you very much, everybody. We will talk soon. Peace. Go Bees. The F-O. Go Bees. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please share the show with your friends and family and don't forget to subscribe to and leave a five-star rating for the show on your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Between shows, help us keep the Bruins talk going by visiting our website, blackandgoldhockey.com, by sending an email to blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com and by following the show on Twitter at blackandgoldpod. Peace out.